And indeed, the captain's brief uh, tomorrow at 11 o'clock. We'll preview that. Uh, for peace of mind and uncertain times, the captain's uh, company, Global Threat Solutions, uh, just go to that website and learn more. Incredible company uh, that he formed and all that it provides, globalthreatsolutions.com. The aforementioned Captain Ken Bombay, and a very good morning to you, sir. Good morning, Jay. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it. And uh, so much going on, Cap, to uh, to end this week. Uh, we have to start uh, with what happened in Europe yesterday. Now, listen, this is, uh, you know, kind of uh, – uh, unprecedented. Uh, you don't hear it a lot. This, this stuff always happens in the United States, but in uh, in Prague, uh, in Prague yesterday, Czechoslovakia. Uh, what a horrific uh, situation where a gunman uh, killed at least fourteen people, wounded twenty five others. The university in Prague, the deadliest mass shooting the Czech Republic has seen in decades. Uh, Cap, the latest I have here is the, of the 25 injured, 10 in serious uh, condition here. Uh, and authorities really haven't named the 24-year-old shooter. They're currently looking to, I guess, uh, maybe uncover his motive. Is that what it is? Yeah, it's, it, you know, this is just still unfolding, Jay, so they don't have all the details. They didn't see any link to radical groups. However, there is a social media Page, they found an encrypted page that showed that he was uh, he was uh, following this this girl who had done conducted a school shooting in Russia. So there might be some link there that he was kind of self motivated to have launched this attack. But like you said, fourteen killed, mm. twenty five more injured, and this is a country for Europe that has pretty liberal gun laws. They have three hundred thousand registered mm. gun owners, permit holders, and a million guns. Yeah. But they've had very little gun violence as, as far as, you know, active shooter scenarios like this one here. And then when you think of those statistics, it's alarming, right? That's a million guns legally owned in, in Czech Republic, and we have about 340 million in America. So it's a lot of guns. But in this case, he, he went to the school. It is, to, uh, yeah. it, it's interesting, Jay. They knew he was coming. Um, somebody they had a tip that he was coming to kill himself, basically commit suicide. Um, but then they found his father was killed, and they went to where they thought he would have a class. He had a 2 p.m. lecture in this one building. They evacuated everybody, but he had conducted the shooting in another building, and they were unable to prevent that immediately. Wow, I uh, did not know that. I know it took place at some arts building. Uh, the university, they're in the center of the capital city, Prague. Um, and it's very popular, Cap, from what I understand, with tourists, right? And very close to some of the major uh, attractions over there, right? Yeah, it has a lot of the Christmas uh, fairs they have there that are so famous in uh, in Europe. There was some very close to where the shooting took place. And what's interesting is it's so different in Europe, especially in Prague, but this university was one of the original universities from like the year 1300. That's how old some of these university systems they have over there are. Um, but they don't experience uh, at violence like this, this where unfortunately here it's almost become commonplace. They don't really experience that there. And, and, but I would, give one, I would say one thing, Jay. With that being said, I think they actually responded really well, the police, just from what I'm seeing so far. Because, yes, 
unfortunately, people were shot and killed. But he had a lot of ammunition, weapons, and explosives, and the police reacted very quickly to, to prevent him from killing more people. Yeah, uh, when this came out, you know, as it always does, these stories, Cap, regarding mass shootings, uh, you know, they, they always kind of go low in the beginning, and then all of a sudden you see a rise and an elevation of those who were murdered. Um, tough deal anywhere around the planet. We've seen enough in our country. Uh, and now Czechoslovakia, of all places, right, Prague, uh, getting a taste of this stuff. Very troubling. And hopefully they will uncover what made this guy tick uh, as far as wanting to do this uh, this dreadful, dreadful act. Uh, the captain with us, Global Threat Report. Cap, let's head over to the Middle East. The United States now says it is ready, from what I'm reading here, to support a U.N. resolution calling for a suspension of fighting uh, between Israel and Hamas uh, and an increase in humanitarian aid to the Gaza Strip. The vote to take place, I believe, today. Now, one of the the five permanent members of the U.N. Security Council, a U.S. veto would mean the resolution wouldn't pass. Uh, they have previously expressed concerns over a prior draft of the resolution. They argue the proposal uh, of a U.N.-created monitoring mechanism, A, going into the Gaza could slow down the delivery of critical assistance here. Uh, so we'll see what happens here. Netanyahu thinks otherwise, doesn't he? Yeah, I mean, so we have two things here. We have this U.N. resolution that they're trying to pass, and the U.S. is, again, probably going to support that, but we don't have the details, exactly what it says. Part of it's for aid. Part of it's to have um, a pause in the fighting. Um, But with that being said, Israel has assured the U.S. of its plans to pivot to a lower-intensity operation, but they've given no date on that, Jay, so that we don't know when. Of course, they're ultimately going to transition to a lower intensity operation they haven't said when that's going to happen first i think they have some more uh some ground to cover accomplishments to to complete before they they downgrade that but i think they're just trying to keep the u.s and some other countries at bay right now who are trying to get them to have a ceasefire cap there was some reports yesterday uh that uh, 11 uh, Palestinians uh, were killed, uh, some women and children. Uh, there was a report uh, where uh, IDF forces threw a, uh, a live grenade in an area. Certainly, what we have seen some of this stuff with Hamas back in the, in the beginning when everything un- certainly unraveled here in early October. Uh, there was a, re- a report of that. Have you heard anything of that nature of confirmation? Um, I, I see there's a report of the IDF. They're rebuffing these accusations. They killed two women at a church. There's a lot of accusations coming out right now, but they're all coming from the yeah. you know, Hamas ministry. So that's one of the problems we're seeing. Right. If you, you can't look at any it. of the reports, yeah, you can't believe it, Jay. And if you look at any of the reports from CNN or any of the other media outlets, they have sort of a disclaimer there saying we are unable to verify this information. It's either, you know, the IDF's giving them the information or Hamas. It's somewhere maybe in the middle. But right now, there's no way to verify it. There's no one on the ground. So it's difficult to really get a clear picture. It's definitely the fog of war. But I would wait to see what Israel confirms. I think they've been pretty honest when they've made mistakes and we've had casualties there. 
they've been pretty honest so far. So I, I would give it a day or two to get the details on that incident. Absolutely. Nothing but propaganda we know that comes out from one side. The captain uh, with us for the Global Threat Report. Let's get to the border where the president now is ramping up pressure uh, from all reports on the Mexican president, Andre Manuel Lopez Obrador. Uh, to help with the crisis over at our southern border, there was a call yesterday between the two. Presidents agreed that uh, additional enforcement actions are urgently needed to reopen the ports on the U.S.-Mexico border where the surge has strained uh, beyond belief. We spoke about the Eagle Pass, Texas, the last day or two. I mean, the numbers were off the charts here, uh, even more so than what it normally is. Um, but obviously, they are trying, I guess, to reopen the ports of the U.S.-Mexico border where the surge has strained. A lot of federal resources led to port closures there. <clears throat> um, this is what the Security Council spokesperson, John Kirby, uh, is is telling uh, reporters yesterday. I, I saw some of his uh, press conference, and uh, listen, he's dodging questions left and right. But over the last couple of days, you know, more than 10,000 have unlawfully crossed the U.S.-Mexico border daily now. Uh, these are numbers we haven't seen since the days before the lifting of the Title 42 cap, the COVID-era restriction known as that, that allowed authorities to turn back migrants at the border. I mean, these numbers are completely off the charts. You know, I don't understand. Uh, you're on the phone with the Mexican president. Uh, Joe, how about closing the border? Close the freaking border already. I mean, the numbers, the people coming in, and I'm talking from all parts. Uh, there were people coming from Afghanistan, Lebanon, okay? I mean, it is insane at this point in time insane. of what's going on there. Yeah. Uh, we, Jay, how, this is exactly what an executive order is for. This is a crisis. And so, as you know, Congress failed to pass this spending package with Ukraine that would include measures for the border. They're not going to revisit this till the new year. So yesterday, House Speaker Mike Johnson is urging President Biden to use his executive authority. Um, exactly what you just said. He says, you know, not only is this a crisis, we've had enough fentanyl come in this country to kill every American. You know, we've had atrocities down there. We've had human trafficking, drugs, gangs, uh, terrorists coming in here. So they're asking President Biden to take steps. Now we have it so bad, Jay, that the last couple of days have been over 12,000. I think yesterday was 12,500 people at the border. And remember what I mentioned yesterday, that former Homeland Security Director Jay Johnson under President Obama said just in the future, if we were ever to reach at that time in 2019, 4,000 people, he said it would be an absolute crisis. We're 12,500. It's insane right now. We had 27,000 people in custody at the border in one evening. That was Wednesday. And that also is a record. So these are really scary numbers that we're seeing here. And it's, you know, at some point, uh, right now what they're doing, Jay, is they have busloads of migrants coming in every half hour in downtown Nogales. That's in Arizona. This is in America. Just dropping them off because they're so overwhelmed with the numbers. They're, these people are not being vetted in any way whatsoever. They're not even being processed. They're yeah. just dumping them into America now, Jay. Um, and at one point, Jay, I have to ask myself this question. At what point does this become criminal negligence? 
You know, we have this ridiculous investigation. It's still going on, a robust investigation in the January 6th, saying that these people try to take over the country. And I don't know one human being that thinks on January 6th that that was an attempt to take over America. However, with what we're seeing here, my God, countless fentanyl deaths, unspeakable atrocities committed against women and children, human trafficking, terrorists entering our country in record numbers, gang members and other criminals um, that are then arrested for victimizing our citizens in our country for rapes, murders, drug distribution. At what point is someone going to be held responsible and charged criminally for allowing this to go on? Like right now, why will no one take action when the entire country knows this is a disaster? It's just uh, it's an insult to all of us, uh, Cap. i got to tell you, the you know, the rhetoric that comes out of this White House and that KGP, when I see her during a press conference, that the president is doing everything he can. Re- oh, come on, stop it. Uh, enough is enough. I mean, you are insulting every every American with half a brain. I mean, come on. Uh, the president has done everything that he can on his own to secure the border. Is that really? You think he is? I mean, you're right. I mean, I mean, somehow... The light has to the light bulb, even for Joe Biden, has to has to come upon him. Uh, it's an absolute disgrace. It's dire. I see that John Kirby, you know, who's covering up all this nonsense. Uh, it is ridiculous. It really is, uh, and it's becoming worse and worse and worse and worse uh, by the day, by the day. What more can you say? Number one issue for me uh, as we head into the uh, the next election. Uh, Cap, the captain's brief. Great show. You and Tom, I tell you, do some job, Tom Evans. Uh, the captain's brief can be heard uh, every Saturday morning at 11 o'clock. And uh, do we know who we have tomorrow, sir? We do. Yeah, so we're really honored to have with us tomorrow the Suffolk County Sheriff's Office Undersheriff Kevin Catalina. He's got an incredible background, not only as the undersheriff with the Suffolk County Sheriff's Office and what he's accomplished there, but as a deputy chief in NYPD and his full career in the NYPD as a commander in the NYPD's intelligence division, um, executive officer for patrol borough of Manhattan North. Um, he was a deputy chief and uh, commanding officer in the gang division. His experience is extensive. He's a, val- he's a great value to Suffolk County. And we're going to ask him about, you know, not only his background, which is incredibly interesting, but we're going to talk about, you know, we want to get his opinion on the, the challenges that law enforcement faces in Suffolk County. It's going to be a really interesting conversation. Well, we look forward to it. I tell you, every show, every show is like that, uh, ladies and gentlemen. Great guests, great conversation. you got to hear the captain's brief with the captain. And Tom Evans tomorrow morning at 11 o'clock. Don't miss it. I haven't missed one, and when I do, I get the show uh, sent to me <laughs> because I can't. But uh, you know what? Uh, we'll be in tune. Uh, Cap, uh, great uh, holiday uh, weekend. What a year you've had. Uh, great holiday weekend. Say the same for Mr. Evans, please, and uh, we'll talk to you next week, my friend. Great Christmas, you and the family. How's that? Yep, Merry Christmas, Jay. Thank you.